the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. It is important for us to know that as it relates to our destiny, that the devil comes for three reasons. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. I need us to understand that the devil is involved in our destiny because, one, he wants to kill you. If he can kill you, he can keep you from your destiny. He can keep you from that which God wants you to accomplish in life. And I need us to grab a hold of this because I think we happen to kind of tiptoe through life thinking things are just happening by happenstance. We have no visual on the devil. We don't believe he exists and we live like he doesn't. And we attribute a whole lot of stuff to chance. And I'm not trying to give him more credit than he needs. But oftentimes, if it's not the devil, it's some of his comrades, some demons that are working to destroy and kill you to keep you from what God has for you. Herein lies the problem. Most of us don't believe God has something for us to do. And then when we do at least accept something that God has for us to do, we want to minimize it and want to water it down and act like it's not much. But I need you to understand God has great plans for everybody he brought on this earth. So we learn from the life of Jesus that the devil threatens him, threatened his life because he wants to kill him. That's what he does. That's why he came to steal, kill and destroy. So he tries to kill him. The second thing I noticed in the life of Jesus, I look at Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. It tells the story of Jesus' temptation. Can I read that for you? Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the Son of God, command that these stones be bred. But he answered and he said to him, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into a holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up. 
lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said unto him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, the angels came and ministered to him. Second movement of this text is not only do I want you to see that as it relates to the devil in your destiny that he will threaten like he did Jesus, but also he will tempt you like Jesus was tempted. In chapter four, we read this story and I read it over and over and over again, but I saw something that was very interesting to me in this time when I read it. This time when I read it, there's a couple of things that I want to point out for you. And that is when we move into chapter four, something happened in chapter three that sets the tone for all of chapter four, all of that we've read so far. And that comes in chapter three, verse 17. Listen to this. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, on the brink of God saying, this is my son. Didn't nobody know that before? But now we know. And he has declared it before heaven and he's been declared it before man that this is my son in whom I'm well pleased and God has said this one belongs to me upon the declaration of God saying this one belongs to me now the devil goes to tempt him God said this is my son and then he's fasting for 40 days 40 nights then the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted I do need you to know that this was The plan of God to assure that everything that was written in scripture would be fulfilled. So he's led by the Holy Spirit after he's fasted 40 days, 40 nights. He's hungry, the Bible says. And now when the tempter came to him, he said to him, if you are the son of God. Why does he say that? And he says it twice. Because God said, you're my son, but I don't believe it. And so I'm going to challenge what God has said about you. I'm trying to help somebody here. Because God said, you're victorious. But the devil says, ah, oh, if you're victorious, how come you ain't making no money? I'm trying to tell you how he tempts you. He challenges what God says about you and causes you to begin to doubt it as he's tempting you. And he says, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Tempting him, tempting him, tempting him. What in essence he's saying to him, he says, now, if you are who God said that you are, I'm going to tempt you by causing you to use your supernatural ability that God has given you to take care of yourself. In other words, you take control, use the gift that God has given you to take care of what your flesh is craving. That's temptation. The temptation is to use what God has blessed you with so that you can satisfy yourself. When the scripture says all my gifts that are given are for the benefit of all and not for the benefit of me. He's tempting him to use his ability to take stones and turn them into bread. He's the creator of the world. He could have done it. But it's the temptation that's laid before him to misuse his gift for his own purposes and to satisfy what the flesh is craving. A whole lot of us are doing that today. We've been tempted and we're taking the bait, misusing what God has given us as a gift. 
to satisfy what the flesh really is craving. Let me see if I can fix it up for you. You've got the gift to be able to speak eloquently to people. But you're using your gift in the club to roll up on young ladies to say, baby, how you doing? You've been gifted with good looks and you're using your good looks to jump from woman to woman and man to man. God didn't give you that for your purposes to satisfy your flesh. But the enemy is tempting you to use what God has given you so you can satisfy yourself. Turn the stones in the bread. Use the supernatural God-given gift. Misuse it for yourself. Take control of it. Do what you want to do with what you have. That's what he's tempting him. He's tempting him. Then he comes back again. That in the process of these temptations, in each occasion, what the devil does is takes him up. You look at verse number four. Jesus was led up. Because this whole process of temptation for him always has to be angelic. Because he came from heaven. You can't tempt him by taking him down. But you can tempt him in the flesh by taking him up. There's some places that you aren't tempted by because it doesn't take you up. Mm -hmm. But if I take you up and offer you up a little, it becomes temptation. Let me make it real plain. Wednesday, you had the temptation of taking your economic condition from where it is in the basement to the penthouse. By just matching up six numbers, if you could have gotten six numbers, the temptation was to take you up. If the temptation was put it in and I'll take you further down, you wouldn't have played. And you already measured the value. You said, if I lose, I only lose a dollar. But he takes them up. And then verse 5 says, the devil once again took him up. Listen to this. Into the holy city. Set him on the pinnacle of the temple. The devil took Jesus to church. That's what the text says. He took them to the holy city. Then he took them to the holy temple. Y'all thought the devil didn't hang out in church like he was afraid of church? You think he's afraid of crosses and afraid? No, he walks right up in the church just like anybody else. He's not afraid to come in and tempt you right in the church. Some of you have been tempted this morning as folk walk by you and they smell good and they (laughs) take them in the church and he takes them up. To the pinnacle of the temple. And he says to him again. If you are who God said you are. God said you are his son. If you are the son of God. It's right there verse number six. Throw yourself down. For it is written. He shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands they shall bear you up. He's essence and essence saying to him, he tempts him again, secondly, to misuse your kingdom protection. Misuse the protection that you have from God. Put your life in danger. Take control yourself. You know God will take care of you. Go ahead, throw yourself down from the pinnacle of the temple. I'm, I'm taking you to church, but from the highest point in the church, I want you to jeopardize your high position. I want you to jeopardize your reputation as a child of God. Throw yourself down. God's grace will cover you. Put your life in danger because God's grace will cover you. 
Live like a fool, even like even though you are a Christian, because the grace of God it'll cover you. Go ahead, throw yourself down. And he's telling Christians this every single day. Throw yourself down. From a spiritual perspective, now from a physical perspective, he's also telling people the same thing. Live like you want to live. The grace of God will cover you. You know you ain't supposed to be eating pork. And I'm not saying that from a theological perspective. I'm saying that because your doctor told you to stay off of it or you're going to have a heart attack. I'm saying it because your health won't take it. And you eating candy and chocolate and cookies and all that. And then you go take your insulin shot. In essence, what you're doing is throwing your life in the dangerous balance, expecting grace to cover it. I'm guilty too. Driving on the beltway, there's a reason why they set the speed limit the way they have it. But you put your own life in jeopardy. You throw yourself off the temple expecting grace to cover you. And that car ain't supposed to be doing 95 miles an hour in a 35 mile zone. But grace will cover you. Go ahead. Hit it, man. See how he tempts us? He's tempting you to put your life in danger because he wants to destroy you. He's after this. This is the devil in your destiny. He's after your destiny. If I can destroy you, if I can mess you up, if I can maim you and keep you from being able to fulfill your destiny. He's tempting us as he tempted Jesus. Throw yourself down. The angels will bear you up. Unless you dash your foot against a stone, he won't even let you get hurt. Jesus says to him, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. That's a good word for us. Don't tempt God. Don't put God to the test. Don't overeat just to be overeating. Thinking God, somebody will find me if I fall out here. Somebody will get me. Don't drink the whole bottle. Thinking grace will step in. I'll wake up in the morning. You might not wake up here in the morning. I want you to see how he's tempting us. And he's tempting us because he's after our destiny. He wants to destroy the destiny that God has for us. He wants to ruin what God has established for us. And he says, now, this is my version. He says, let me just cut to the chase, Jesus. Look at verse number eight. Let's let's just cut to the chase. I'm going to act like you ain't God, son. Because he doesn't say it the third time. It says, again, and the devil took him up. Notice he keeps going up. Now he's on an exceedingly high mountain and he shows him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. He's tempting him again. Now, Jesus, I'm taking you up. I'm taking you up to the highest pinnacle. I'm taking the highest pinnacle of the temple. Now, I'm taking you higher than that. I'm going to act like you ain't the son of God, but since you want to be the son of God, I'll give you all the kingdoms because the son of God would possess all the kingdoms, but I'll give them to you if you just bow down and worship me. If you compromise your position. Because watch this, now he's really getting to the the, the hardcore of it. Because if Jesus bows down to him, we'll never bow down to Jesus. And the destiny of Jesus when he came into the world is that every knee is going to bow to him. The Christ, the Christos, the Messiah. But if he bows down now, he destroys or ruins the destiny that Jesus has. 
This is the most ridiculous temptation to me in the text and is one that I still wrestle with and still probably will wrestle with for a while. How do you tempt someone by offering them what they already have? Now, herein lies some of the answer. Some of the answer is in this. One, he's taken him up, okay? He's moved the position. He's taken him up. Now, Jesus already owns everything, but when you're hungry, when your flesh is not in the place where it needs to be, maybe you're not all the way thinking right, because this happens to us. Sometimes we're in a place where we're not thinking right. We don't have it all right. And guess what? In the process of everything, what happens is somebody offers us something, and we forget we already have it. In other words, some girl comes along and offers you as a guy something you already got at home amen help me here Jesus some man comes along and offers you something uh, ladies that you already got at home but yet somehow you forgot you got it at home already and now all of a sudden you're tempted to have it and you already got it he's tempting us by offering us what we already have pastor what are you talking about I'm talking about Ephesians chapter 1 that says you've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places I'm talking about it being connected to a God who owns everything. The cattle on a thousand hills are his. The hills are his. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. If my daddy got it, I got it. If I'm a joint heir with him, I already own it. You can't tempt me with what I already have unless I forget I own it. Here we are talking about I'm poor, I'm broke. You ain't never broke when you belong to Jesus. Help me, Holy Ghost. If I belong to him and my name is on the air sheet, and it is because it's written in the blood, and I own what he owns. So if he's got it, I got it. In the same way, my children, they know if daddy put me on and mama put my, put us on, on their wheel, then guess what? When mama and daddy go, whatever mama and daddy have, we have. And so they're not concerned about anything. But guess what? My father already went through the process. He's already laid down his will and he's let us know what I've left for him. You are my children. Joint heirs with Christ. Whatever he has, you have. And if I've got what he's got, I ain't never broke. And so ain't no need me walking around my head hanging down. Ain't no need me walking around jaggling change in my pocket. Talking about this all I got. This ain't never all I got. Because whatever he has, I have. And if he's done it for you, I know he'll do it for me. And so I know my God is able to bless me above and beyond measure because I'm connected to him. But yet the enemy will try to tempt me and try to tell me, let me give you something. You can't give me nothing, devil. I already got it. So he tries to tempt them. And I like the way Jesus responds the third time. Then Jesus said to him, verse number 10, he says, away with you, Satan. Get out of here. Get the stepping. It is written. You shall worship the Lord, your God, and him only shall you serve. You can't tempt me to worship you to get stuff. You can't tempt me to bow to your rules to get stuff. I don't need to compromise my position at work and lie to people in order to get stuff. I'm not bowing to being part of the crowd and hanging out at the club to get stuff. But I I can't compromise to get the stuff. That's what he wants Jesus to do. I'm not going to worship you to get what I already own. You should worship the Lord, your God, and him only. 
shall you serve. Then look at that. Then the devil left him. Because the devil was there to steal from him what he already had and to offer him what he already had. He wants to steal from him his glory. But you can't tear my glory. God says, I'm not sharing my glory with nobody. He wants, he wants to steal it from him and he wants to steal his reputation and to steal his testimony. No, 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 you can't have that. I'm only going to worship the Father and him only. That's it. The last thing I want you to know about Jesus as I looked at his life was not only was he threatened and he was tempted, but he was triumphant. I love that about Jesus. He went through all of this, but he triumphed over it all. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 25, it lets us know this about Jesus' destiny. Because he was born to die. It says in Matthew chapter 20 verse 25. The son of man did not come to be served. But to give his life as a ransom payment for many. Now watch this. His purpose in coming was to give his life. That's why he came. Along that way of his life, the devil tried to destroy him and to try to kill him and try to steal from him what was his. But he wouldn't go for it. Because when the time came, he let us know that no one can take my life, but I lay it down. Devil wanted his life. You can't take my life. Nobody takes my life, but I lay it down. And watch this. And if I lay it down, he says, I also can pick it up again. I love that. And he says, I'm going to pick it up again. And Satan wants to destroy him. And Satan wants to kill him. And he tried to destroy his reputation by taking him to a kangaroo court. And they walk a false witnesses in to testify against him. And even at the end of the kangaroo court and all of the false accusations which the enemy will do against you and me too to try to destroy our reputation to try to destroy who we are to try to destroy our name they even put above him when they crucified him on the cross they're trying to mock him here's Jesus king of the Jews trying to destroy his reputation trying to mess up his name but guess what in all of that that he did in all of that that he did he came for one reason he came to die he came to die and he came to die on a cross he came to suffer bleed and die take on your sin and my sin he came for that purpose and when he came watch this y'all he came and he had to deal with all this temptation and he had to deal with all this uh, threats against his life he had to deal with all that but not until it was time and when the time was right When everything was right and even though they had done everything they could do to ruin him, even Pilate himself says, I find no fault in the man. Even when a heathen can say ain't no fault in you, you know you're doing all right. But not only was there no fault in him on earth, but when father sat in heaven, he says, my son in whom I'm well pleased I need you to understand that even when you're on your way driven by destiny you're going to have some temptations you're going to have some threats against your life but when you get to the place that you have to finish your course you have to find yourself in a garden praying like Jesus prayed Father if it's possible let the cup pass from me but not my will but let your will be done because I came to do your will and he went to that cross and they nailed him to that cross and they they whipped 
whipped him and they punished him and they mocked him and they spit on him and they made mockery of him but yet he died on that cross and I thank God today I don't know how y'all feel about it but I'm glad today that he died on the cross for me he shed his blood for me because if he had not made it to his destiny if he had given up when they tried to kill him if he had given up when they tried to tempt him I wouldn't be alive today but he died on that cross and he fulfilled his destiny and when he went into the grave on the third day he got up with all power in his hand and he has all authority right now sitting on the right hand of God cause victory is in Jesus and if I'm in him and he's in me there's victory in me and so no matter what destiny God has determined for my life it is for me and what God has for you it is for you the demons can't stop it the devil can't stop it but you need to be aware they're coming at you he wants to steal kill and destroy but Jesus said I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly praise the Lord You've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our Spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-574-3515. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.